Hey everybody, this is Ash. This week we're sitting down with a crew from Shipwreck Comedy to talk all about content creation during these crazy times. If you're at all interested in creating stuff, sit back, grab a snack, and enjoy the chat. This episode is brought to you by Audible.com. Audible.com is the premier provider of digital audiobooks. Audible has over 150,000 titles to choose from in every genre, thrillers, business, romance, comedy, science fiction, and more. Audible titles play on iPhone, Kindle, Android, and more than 500 devices for listening anytime, anywhere. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash rated NA and help out our show. Enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 355 of the Rated NA podcast. Uh, this is Ash, and I'm here with Shipwreck Comedy. How are you guys doing? Hey! Hi. I'm gonna okay. since there's so many of you here, and this is an audio show. I'm gonna have you introduce yourselves just so our listeners can kind of uh, recognize your voices. <laughs> Otherwise, it's just like who the hell's talking. So. Who is that? Um. Yeah. Hi. I'm Mary Kate Wiles. I'm Sean Prasad. I'm Shanae Prasad, and I'm Sarah Grace Hart. Welcome, Yay. guys. And we were talking uh, just before uh, I hit record. And the crazy thing is, it's like, I feel like we've been doing this uh, for most summers for the past like four or five years. I honestly, it's honestly a blur, but we normally like meet up briefly at San Diego Comic-Con in like the Odyssey bar and just uh, record some nonsense for a few minutes. But it's, it's good having you back remotely. I guess everything is remotely these days. Yep. Which is oh, so excited of, to be back. Which is kind of wild. What have you guys been doing uh, with your quarantine time? Like, have you guys had a chance to be creative or has it kind of like made you spin your wheels a bit? Like, what? how has it been as creatives kind of stuck indoors? Well, we had either the good luck or the misfortune to be planning to launch a big project this year right as lockdown happened. So we didn't launch it, which is good because if we had we would have been stuck in the middle of a project like that we couldn't do right but um we had kind of thrown all our eggs into this basket for this year and so once we realized that that probably wasn't gonna happen we've kind of been um I don't know just like I don't want to say floundering, but just like trying to figure out what we do. So that's yeah. been, that's kind of been the theme of our quarantine. Yeah. I mean, same in, in my little corner too, is like we've been doing our show on and off for nearly a decade. And uh, when this all started, I just, for a couple of months, I sort of lost all will to, <laughs> to really create. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it was. I just, I, I kind of got in a funk and, and uh, I was so focused on just kind of what was going on and, you know, family and stuff like that, that I couldn't really focus on creating stuff or, or, you know, coming up with new ideas or being creative. So I think a lot of people are feeling the same way. What about yeah. the rest of you guys? Definitely tough. I, I sometimes feel like that. And then sometimes um, being creative is the only sort of respite I have from all this. So Sinead and I have been writing a lot over uh, we've been having zoom writing sessions and a lot of them a lot of it's been going really well and <clears throat> it's sort of maybe it's freeing in a way to not have any real deadlines or not have to think about the tangible aspects of doing this stuff maybe that's helping in a way because it's just sort of letting me sort of blue sky things and just focus on 
um, what, you know, just writing and not, you know, the, the, uh, the making it is, is going to be a problem for future shipwrecks. So, right. I mean, that's, that's, I think the, the huge challenge for you guys in general is that you guys do these, these period pieces, uh, which require sets and elaborate costumes. Have you ever thought of just sort of uh, pivoting and taking the team and doing, you know, I mean, not that anyone can do anything right now. And I think honestly, it's going to be a while before anyone can really do anything, but have you ever thought about just not uh, doing something that that's not period. I mean, you're, Every you're not, day. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore, but not, not doing period stuff and just doing uh, something that you could like shoot, you know, in a garage someplace, you know, really? No. Yeah. It's, I'd rather, like, spend the time writing something even more insane and weird that we could shoot at a later date and have stuff ready to go. than try and make something now when we're all feeling like not great about being around a lot of people or stuff like that. We have thought about like, I don't know, just different ways to do some of the things that we've already, some of the ideas that we have already, we've talked about doing some kind of like audio something, but that's not something like we haven't committed to anything because we're still just kind of in this limbo of like, okay, when will things get as back to normal as they can so that we can actually continue to do the project that we thought we were going to do this year? Right. When do you guys, um, when do you think things will get back to normal? And do you think things (laughs) will get back to, um, I'm using finger quotes for our audio listeners, but uh, what do you think normal is sort of going to be like when this is all done in terms of producing content and just people interacting because i'm thinking about for instance just like comic-con and conventions in general where it's like you know just tons of people rubbing rubbing uh you know shoulder to shoulder just kind of wandering and i can't really see a lot of people wanting to go back to that so how do you guys feel that things are going to change after all this is done i don't want to get too deep (laughs) but why not why screw it i mean i have no idea i think we're hoping that like in some world there's a vaccine at some point in the next year and we can that might mean that we can go back to being on set together I mean our sets are complicated but our sets aren't huge like we usually have a crew of I don't know 30 people on our biggest productions and maybe like 10 or 15 on our little we'll have to start I mean we'll have to stop making out with everyone on yeah <laughs> that's usually wow. how we treat each other yeah hello yeah. <laughs> welcome to the set <laughs> strange grip guy it's <laughs> weird he's the one that started it yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's amazing um, yeah so yeah, I mean, I I'm, I kind of feel the same way. Like I have no idea what what you know the future is really going to entail with all this. Um, like mm-hmm. my wife's a teacher, and she just decided like a couple of days ago to just not go back next year because mm-hmm. the situation where I am is so bad in terms of uh, you know protection for teachers and students mm-hmm. that she's taken a year off. And I think a lot of people are really just kind of reevaluating everything right now because it's just such a such a strange time but um we'll talk uh, there's some questions about quarantine stuff we'll get more into that but uh i want to because i haven't had a chance to talk to you guys about your uh, little women parody yet oh yeah yeah. Yeah. uh i think honestly like 
when I first saw this, I laughed out loud uh, a number of times. It's super funny. It's super weird. And I love, <laughs> I fucking love how weird it is. There are a couple of <laughs> times where I, like a couple of things that, that stand out to me. Uh, there's a scene with a ham. Yeah. It's so just slapsticky and goofy. But when he slaps the ham, I just like, I, love it. I completely lost it. Uh, can you tell us how you guys came up with uh, the idea to, to shoot this parody and sort of what that shoot was like and, uh, and sort of the sort of the general idea behind it? Yeah, sure. Um, I remember coming up with the idea for this a couple years ago in the the um, parking lot of the ArcLight Theater. I was with, I think I was with Sean and Mary Kate, and we were, and you were maybe you were making fun of the wife, and you were like <laughs> saying the vivife. Yeah. Yeah, oh my gosh, little vivimen. And it's like the the vivitch, but it's a little vivimen, and then it just came went from there and. Honestly, thought the ham part would get cut out of the script. It no. didn't. It's still oh, it was the part that made me laugh out loud when I first read the script. So <laughs> weird. It was so fun because it we... Always... Hmm? Oh, sorry. Oh, no. no. Go ahead. You go. I just, it's always fun when we write stuff and we're like thinking it. When we, when we're like, what's going to get cut out? What yeah. aren't they going to like? What's too weird? And then sometimes... And then we love it. Yeah. Yeah. So the the ham slap. Um, I'll put links for our listeners in the show notes so you guys can yeah. check specifically this out. that part. Yeah. That was actually scripted. That wasn't just like a random. Oh, the ham slap was added on set by um Tim. by Tim and our director Joe. But just yeah. the fact that the ham was in it at all. <laughs> yeah, in the script, like, I can't pull out a ham. Thing. He pulls out a ham. Poor art director Kim was like, okay. (laughs) I bought this ham for you. Someone took it home and ate it. So, So, uh, Sean, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Can I get uh, Would Thou Love uh, Like to Live Deliciously? (laughs) Just one time. Because I've I've watched this a number of times and it makes me laugh every time. Uh, and I know artists love to be put on the spot to do oh, yeah, uh, to it. do their own work. Um, if Hold you would on, like, gotta... summon it from inside of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have to do <laughs> Summon the darkness. Uh, would thou like to live deliciously? Oh, it's great! Wow. It's perfect. Ten, yeah, it ten out of ten. It's very good. In the script, it says "Mad Hatter voice." Oh, like, stepped out, <laughs> and then. It, in parentheses, Matt. Yeah. Give him a, a push in case you didn't know which way to go with it. <laughs> yeah. You know? We we have been watching uh my kids four now, we've been watching a lot of eighties cartoons like old Scooby Doo and uh mm. the guy that did Matt Hatter is in like everything using that exact voice. Yeah. Yeah. He, like that was like his shtick. Like so you would yeah. just we'll turn on like, you know, an episode of like you know, Freaky Phantom or some obscure Hanna Barbera cartoon, and then there is Hannah, there is, you know, Mad Hatter voice in the background. You're like, where the, this guy just did this for his no, whole life? Not this really. Voice. Yeah, it was fantastic. Well, that's super fun. I mean, I I thought, you know, there are so many lines in. Um, do you guys? How do you guys pronounce the name of the the, the we, Little Women? Do you say Little Little Women? Little yeah. Women? yeah. <laughs> how long did that take you guys to shoot? And sort of, what was your production process like on that? Was that uh, obviously a lot quicker than some of your other stuff yeah, yeah. we just yeah. shot one day on that really um, and yeah. yeah i mean the whole like 
obviously Sinead had had this idea for a while, but then the fact that there was a little women movie coming out, we were like, okay. And we wanted to do like a Halloween sketch. So we were like, this feels perfect. And yeah. at that point, the we shot in September and the, tr- the trailer for the Greta Gerwig Little Women had just come out. So our director, Joe, like really took as much um like time to make some of the shots line up as we could as much as we could like given the uh the restrictions that we had just based on location and everything but yeah we took a lot of inspiration from that trailer yeah definitely it was super fun it was super fun you guys think you might do more uh short form stuff like that in the future are you guys going to stick to a little bit longer stuff Um, most of our ideas are for longer form stuff but if like the but ultimately we do just like to make things. So I guess if like another idea kind of like hit us and we had, you know, a, lo- a good location lying around, which we never do. Yeah. Um, I would definitely do more, more little, yeah. little, little stuff. <laughs> yeah. I remember you guys talking, I don't, at this point, I don't know which summer it was many years <laughs> ago about the challenges of finding those locations. And when you do how, um, you know, how important that is to your shoot. So that's, you know, grabbing mm-hmm. those must be incredibly hard, especially in the LA area. Are yeah. all you guys still, you're still in the LA area right now? Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. You didn't it's flee just to the hard hills? To get, um, it's hard to get great locations on the budgets that we have, which are tiny. Yeah, so. LA has some like really awesome locations, but they're like well, out of our price range often. Yeah. We yeah. were really excited. Sean and I have been watching the new Perry Mason series on HBO, which is great. And it's a noir and we love noir and we made a noir a few years ago called the case of the gilded lily and this last episode this week we were so excited because we realized that they were in one of our locations oh cool um, That's very for cool. our shoot and we're like all right we're we're doing something right <laughs> in, order to, in order to get that location we had to wait till the last it minute was, so yeah. that they made sure no, you know, Perry Mason didn't show up yeah. and give them real money. It was, it was basically just like a fill-in. Yeah. Uh, like a favor. We were getting it's a still very expensive, but yeah. Yeah. it was so still expensive crazy. for us, but we were getting such a discount to what they normally charge for like real TV crews. Yeah. yeah. yeah That's um, super cool. So you guys are watching Perry Mason like, oh, this looks wildly familiar to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we spent yeah. much time there. That's yeah. awesome. Um, I want to jump on over and talk about Anne of Green Gables for a couple seconds. Because oh, yeah. uh, as an audio nerd, I was just uh, I was really super impressed with the production quality on it. And, Thank you. Um, yeah, no, it's it's awesome. And I was kind of curious a little bit about um, how you guys set this up and sort of what your process was like for not just uh, recording it, but also conceptually what made you decide to want to do this and how did it all work out? Well, sorry, our cat loves to chat with us when we're doing Oh, Zoom. it's okay. Cats are welcome on the show. <laughs> I'm sure um, I'd like my kid will wake up from his nap soon and come slamming on the door. So Yeah, um, yeah. come hang. Yeah, he'll come hang. Um, so the Anne of Green Gables project is something that I started from my own Patreon. Shipwrecked has a Patreon, and then I myself have also have one myself. Um, as an actor. And I was getting frustrated because it's just hard to know as an actor what perks you can offer people because your work by definition is dependent on like you getting cast and stuff. Like, you know, if you're a writer, you can write. If you're a musician, you can make music. If you're an artist, you can draw. But as an actor, like your work is not, you can't create it in a vacuum. So 
was trying to figure out how I could do more performing and uh, having been in the Lizzie Bennett diaries and obviously like with us, with, with Poe Party, um, a lot of my audience is very literary minded. And um, I kind of thought like, oh, I could read a book and I could bring in all my friends to like read the different characters. And if I pick something that's in the public domain, then like, you know, I don't have to get permission. You can do whatever you want with a book. And I'll add music and sound effects and like try and make it more than just like me reading you a book. Yeah, that's um, awesome. Thank you. And I actually let my patrons vote on which book we did and they picked Anne of Green Gables. And I'm so glad they did because it ended up being such a perfect um, book to do in this way, in ways that I couldn't have realized before I started doing it. But there's never too many characters talking to each other at one time. It's mostly Anne and Marilla and Matthew and then later on Diana and Gilbert. But like it's it's been pretty easy for me to do as I've figured out how to do this project. And so, yeah, it's been so fun. I'm actually currently almost done with Anne of Avonlea. I've done it for over a year now. So I've moved on to the second book and I only have five more chapters of the second book. But I only recently started putting them out publicly, like as a public podcast um, a few weeks ago. So Very on cool. my Patreon, there's like many, many chapters available, but uh, I think only six chapters are available as a public podcast right now. Now, since you have uh, so many different actors reading, is this something that um, that they recorded prior to uh, quarantine and, and COVID and all that? Or are you doing some sort of like remote recording setup? Yeah, I originally had people come over to my apartment and record like a bunch of chapters at once, but that's not happening anymore. <laughs> so I, again, like it's really worked out so well because I didn't plan. I didn't. That's okay. That. Cats are allowed. <laughs> I didn't plan for this to be like such a, a pandemic proof project, but it works out pretty well because now I, yeah, I can just have people record from their own setups, whether that's like, you know, some people have a really nice setup. Some people just do it on their phone um, and send it over. And then I edit it all together. It's actually surprising how well an iPhone in a really quiet room can record. It's great. Uh, it's pretty, yeah. yeah, it's it's not half bad. I think we were, did the first yeah. like 50 episodes of the show on rock band microphones like <laughs> in my den. So uh, uh, bad audio goes a long way. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's super cool. So for our listeners, uh, if you're into, you know, if you're into scripted podcast type type stuff, definitely check out uh, Anna Green Gables. It's, it's awesome <laughs> if you... Uh, if you're into that, which I thought was, was great. It was nice. I was like listening to it uh, quite a bit when I was just like doing the dishes and relaxing. I was like, this is just peaceful and nice. Yeah. Yeah. It it honestly is like such a perfect book for right now because it just reminds you to like find the joy in life. (laughs) And Anne is such a, she just, the world is so full of wonder to her. Mm -hmm. And she's so, I don't know. She's just such a great character for times like these, which are hard to be positive in. It is. It is. I'm like a notoriously uh, positive person, but even, even me for the past couple of months, I'm just like, you, you open up social media, which is also what I do for a living. And it's just like a a, a flood. It's a flood of just like 
you know, basically getting slapped in the face every other tweet. You're like, oh God, what can happen now? It's like, oh, that's what's happening now. There's a giant explosion. <laughs> I know. It's <laughs> what is happening? It's ridiculous. Um, I want to talk about American Whoopi, which Don uh, <laughs> and Sinead, you guys wrote this together, right? Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, how how do you write something that's silent? <laughs> Is it just Very like carefully? Yeah. Now, honestly, what was that process like? Um, you know, people don't write silent films or silent short films too much these days anymore. So well, I thought, sorry, they're way easier to film. Yeah, not having to worry about sound was the best. Yeah, that was it? Yeah, it's nice. It was very helpful. But what was the process of of writing it like? Like, did you do when you write something that's silent? Do you put extra uh, extra description in in each in each scene do you write down what the people are going to be saying even though they don't actually say it like i'm I'm just curious as like a someone who dabbles a little bit <laughs> yeah we wrote it uh as if the characters were saying it um so it wasn't that different um we could get a little bit more flowery and descriptive um but yeah it wasn't it wasn't super different yeah, because you know whenever a character says something, it's just going to be like a title card anyway. So we knew it would be like a little longer than we expected also because it would be like, character says it, and then you need to like put up a title card that people can read. So you're like watching them say it and then reading them say it. And it's very weird. And I didn't really know how it would turn out, but... Oh, it's super fun. It's super fun. Like I remember when I was a kid, (laughs) there used to be silent films on all the time on like PBS and stuff. And I actually got quite used to watching them. I thought they were cool. I was a teacher for a while and used to show a lot of silent films to my class just to kind of show the progression of of film and and things like that. So it was cool to see it again and uh, and have it actually be funny and and kind of gripping, entertaining. And I was like, oh, this can still be a medium. I don't know if it'll ever catch on again because it's so, (laughs) you know, people don't, consume media in that way anymore uh but it must have been really fun to create something that's such a throwback you know Mm -hmm. and it was so fun because it was like a throwback within a throwback it was like every 80s and 90s movie for Mm rom-com in silent film form so like coming up with all the cameos at the end like what is iconic that we can show for three seconds that people will get, but also make it 20 easy. was really yeah. fun. That's super so, fun. Have you guys ever thought, and I'm going to, I'm going to do like a hashtag uh, of releasing a dubbed version of this as like, a, as like a joke, but like release hashtag release the dub cut where you guys <laughs> redub all the voices and take out the, the t- take out the dialogue. No, cards. It's all just mad at her. Change roles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just whatever voices you want to do, just as yeah. like a, you know, Patreon bonus. Release the the dub cut. That would be fun. That's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> not really. That's not really funny. You don't have to give me that. <laughs> I, I, I I like it. I mean, I mean wait, what else are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> only the stuff that we've already made. So. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, that would be hilarious. Especially you could do the uh, "Would thou like to live deliciously?" voice uh, for <laughs> what was yeah. the char- that character's name that 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 did that wonderful voice? Uh, Black, Black Philip. Yeah, Black Philip was hilarious. Yeah. Is what the goat is called in the devil goat? In the bitch. So good. And in general, satanic lore. Oh really? 
Yeah. Just in general, say to me. Yeah, I'm just a general goat. <laughs> uh, Mary King, can you tell me just a little bit? I want to know just a little bit about uh, shooting princess rap battles because that that channel has oh, like yeah. a, a billion views. And I was, I think that like I think Birds of Prey was the last film that I saw in the theater before the world shut down. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what was that like uh, getting to to shoot that and having? Um, well, I probably shouldn't say this but i actually haven't seen birds of prey although it wasn't even out when we shot the rap battle because the rap battle was like in promotion of so i wouldn't have seen it then anyway um yeah it was super fun i mean whitney avalon who does those is in our coterie of actors and friends and creators she and i actually met so many years ago on like this terrible horror movie that never got released. I think it had to have been 10 or 12 years ago. Oh my gosh. I, I mean, totally want to see this. I love and consume <laughs> terrible horror movies. So it was a long time, maybe not that long, but <laughs> before all of this started happening. And then um, obviously we had her in Paul party and she's great. And that's sort of when we um, became friends and um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what to say. It was great. I knew that she was doing one for uh, for Birds of Prey, and I sent in a little video of me rapping as Harley, but the only rap that I know is the witch's rap from Into the Woods, so I did that <laughs> as Harley Quinn. Apparently it worked, so... <laughs> Pretty weird. Um, I had actually voiced Harley before for this little, um, like animated not animated but this little like stop motion series a long time ago so I had had a little experience doing her voice um but yeah it was really fun we shot over three days in January it was freezing I was so cold um and Whitney beforehand was like you sure you want to do this it's gonna be cold and I was like yes like what (laughs) but then it really was so cold (laughs) (laughs) That's super um, fun. It was great. It was such a good time. And uh yeah, I don't I don't even know. It's got like two million views now, I think. But yeah. I'm glad people really have enjoyed it. I had a bunch of people like come find me and comment and be like, You're my favorite Harley. And I was like, Okay, thank you. <laughs> like I don't know if I deserve that, but uh, I appreciate it. No, it was um, great. It was it was a lot of fun. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> Whoever that is, let's put them on. <laughs> 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 it's all right it's all good um are you guys ready for some silly lightning round questions and some some uh questions from people that you may or may not know from twitter yeah, let's yeah. Do it. all right so here's where the, the silly fun part um starts uh this one have you seen any ghosts since quarantine started and were they friendly ghosts uh probably in bodhi we don't know if those people we saw in the ghost town were real. I didn't true. talk to any of them. No, I, we tried to avoid them. This is true. Yeah. Maybe. Those people, all those other people may have been ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> Every single one. That's wow. why they were wearing masks. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> they didn't know. The mask wouldn't stay on them. It's like it. double dangerous, right? It's like not only are they ghosts, but they may be infected ghosts. Which yeah. is- <laughs> <laughs> entirely more terrible than regular ghosts. That'd be so sad if you were a ghost and you weren't immune to the coronavirus. <gasps> that would be. That'd be really terrible. <laughs> immune. I know. What are the benefits of being a ghost? Like nothing bothers you. You can walk through walls. You don't get sick anymore. But 
not coronavirus. <laughs> it's special, this one. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, have any of you guys picked up any unexpected hobbies during quarantine? Have you been, what do you do with your days? We all looked around like, no. I feel like I'm so busy. Yeah. Been, yeah. I have reconnected with my ukulele yeah. and just have been reading a lot more, but I don't think I've really picked up new, well, gardening. gardening. I do have a more garden now that I tell yeah. everybody about. Nice. Yeah. What, what are you planting right now? Er, er, all the herbs that I needed for cooking that I was spending so much at Trader Joe's on. So parsley, thyme, oregano, mint, sage, aloe and basil wow that's impressive and they're actually growing and and not dying yeah for the most part awesome (laughs) awesome all of our plants uh never never seem to make it around our household but we'll try i know Uh, we need to do herbs here we need to do some herbs that sounds yeah Yeah. what about the rest of you guys what have you been doing you know I took, I took a French class online, didn't absorb any of it, but it yeah. was something fun to do for That's a couple cool. of weeks. Yeah. French is good. Yeah. We work over here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have work from home jobs. I had them before the pandemic, so I was pretty lucky. Actually, just yesterday, I was like, I can't keep working on the couch. I need I need a home office. Yeah. So I built a home office yesterday. Oh, nice. We moved we'll move some stuff around. <laughs> I constructed yeah. it. Yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> no, it's super important to have that space if you are, you know, legitimately working from home. It's like I have this little nook where I can do all my, you know, nerdy electronic stuff and I can work from home too. But if I didn't, well, I also have a four-year-old, so he would just like tear everything off the walls and, yeah. and you know, jump yeah, on my I head. Have, have so, four-year-old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so we have another one. What item of clothing have you not put on since the beginning of quarantine? I mean, I have, but like I was just reorganizing my shoes and I really haven't worn yeah. shoes that much. <laughs> Definitely no high heels. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. True. Yeah. We did like a couple, um, we did like the March Disney bound challenge. And then in April, we did like a shipwrecked homebound challenge where people could dress up like different characters from our, our sh- shorts and us. And we participated in it as well. So that was really, um, we really used our closets in ways I didn't expect to during this time. Yeah. So I've worn a lot of my clothes. <laughs> That's super fun. Yeah. I think I've worn shoes maybe like, you know, other than like outside shoes to do yard work and stuff, like maybe four or five times since March. Yeah. We, we haven't really gone too many places. Um, I think I've worn jeans maybe once. I've just been like, never I again. Was just, yeah, I was just thinking that. I went straight from sweatpants into shorts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm wearing swim trunks right now, and it's like the best right. decision of my life. I'm just like, why not? I'll just wear swim trunks. <laughs> yeah, no, why not? Who knows? I might could just it. fall in a pool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the next question, if things were, uh, I'm going to use finger quotes again, go back to normal tomorrow. What is the first thing you guys think you would do? Oh. If all of a sudden, it's all, all, it's all sudden done. Is gone. Yeah. I would love to go to see a movie. Yeah. Me too. I miss yeah. it a lot. It was like my go-to for, of just like peace and, and yeah. Zen for a very long time and not being able to go back has been a huge bummer. Yeah. I feel like There's, a lot of people would be like, I'd hug my friends, but I still won't do that. 
<laughs> you won't do that even if no one's sick. No. Just no hugging. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not if a hugger. What? If the cure for coronavirus was hugging yeah. your friends, you still wouldn't do it. <laughs> no, no, just stay away. You're like, uh, no, I don't touch other human beings. This is not my thing. Disneyland, though. Oh, I take Sarah and show her the rise of the resistance ride. Oh, it's so they, good. They went like right before you know everything went crazy. And, and that day, I was like, no, I, I can't get my shift covered. I'm not going to go. And then everything fell apart. Oh, no. (laughs) We went the day before uh, Tom Hanks got sick and the NBA shut down. Oh, okay. So that was like, like, that's the beginning. Yeah. 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 When Tom Hanks got sick, that's when I knew. I was like, oh. Yeah. I was like, oh, God, that's serious. But when we were there, everybody was wearing, using hand sanitizer, um, being, I. Nobody was wearing masks. Nobody was wearing masks. Because we weren't like told to. Right. Um, but we, there was kind of this undercurrent the entire time of like, oh, this I was is so stupid. I was we terrified. Yeah. I was like, yeah, what don't touch done? anything. Stay away from everybody. I but, like, my hands were like dry, crispy chips at the end of the day. <laughs> all the hand sanitizer. <laughs> but it was uh, so worth it because now who knows when we'll go to Disney again. Yeah. yeah. I remember I went to a huge, um, a huge convention in Boston, like, right. Like, I think like the week before the tom hanks thing so it wasn't huge huge here in in the states yet people were talking about it overseas a bit and i just remember being at this convention and uh just being like oh my gosh this is such a terrible idea it was like eighty thousand nerds like shoulder to shoulder you know uh but it hadn't really really hit the united states yet but um totally crazy rise of the resistance is fantastic though you have to go when when the world is fixed it's like it's mind-blowingly good uh i'm looking forward to it yeah i went to the one in orlando and i think in february of this year uh and it was just like a transcendent experience (laughs) amazing i want to go in like costume and just like slowly take my time going through everything you know character yeah it's like galaxy's edge is just so nice and uh you know, it really is just like makes you feel like you're in, in Star Wars land. For sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, here's an eating question. What have you started to eat during quarantine that you didn't eat before? Hmm, that's a good question. I don't know if there's anything I wasn't eating before. I'm just like really letting my, my cooking self have at it. I love to cook. Oh, awesome. I have that's honestly like probably what my hobby is in terms of like it's not that I started it during quarantine but now it's like very much a thing I do every day of like okay cooking dinner now which I didn't do as much when yeah same here um but yeah I love to cook so it's been really fun to try out new things and get creative and experimental yeah I'm trying to think um when quarantine started, we we stocked up. We were like, okay, this is yeah. it. And a lot of that stuff we still have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we did the same thing. We're like, this is going to be two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it's been significantly uh, longer than that. <laughs> yep, I bought a box of toaster strudel that first week. I was like, I don't know if I'm dying. I want to die with toaster strudel. Oh, yeah. I bought a big box of peppermint patties and I put them in the freezer. And it's I just ran out like last week. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, yeah I, I think. Never. Yeah, 
we went back to like a lot of like little, well, I have a little kid, but we have a lot of little kid food in the house that I've started eating again that I like pop tarts and just like, you know, like little Debbie snacks. Like somebody sent me like a little Debbie survival crate for my birthday, which was like a box of little Debbie, 50 little Debbie cakes of just different sorts. I was like, oh, this is dangerous and not healthy. Not a survival kit. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was great. It had like a little Debbie t-shirt. I'm not even kidding. A t-shirt and like a sample of like every little Debbie, like disgusting snack that they have. But that was, that was great. Great. A gift out there for everything. It was. There really is. There's endless gifts. Um, I'm curious, Mary Kay, what are you cooking that you like to cook so much? What's like, like your new, your new hotness in terms of meal that you're like, I can't believe I made this. How about the Dan Dan noodles? <laughs> oh, you can do Dan Dan noodles. Oh, I, I love, love Dan Dan noodles. noodles. I don't know. I have this one. Well, I have a few cooks, like Instagram cooks that I like to follow. And one is called Half Baked Harvest. She's got like 2 million followers. So she's not really a secret, but she has some great recipes and she has one for Dan Dan noodles. I just mm. made them the other night. It's Sean's favorite thing. Yeah, those are I good. Did, talking about, uh, I did try and make Pop-Tarts during. Uh, really? Mm-hmm. Did. Did. We're both gluten-free, so Pop-Tarts aren't really on our radar. Yeah. They shouldn't yeah. be on anyone's radar. They're the worst <laughs> thing in the world for you. Let's be honest. I, mean, I should not eat a pop tart. But I uh, made some homemade ones, and they were they were okay. Yeah, you made homemade ice cream. Which I did. Was, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, I've yeah. been I've been cooking a lot too, just because uh, my my kid has a lot of allergies, and also we just haven't honestly we haven't gone out to eat uh, or really yeah. ordered food since March. So it's just been like, okay, I better improve my cooking, or else we're just gonna waste away. So. <laughs> Um, all right, let's shift over to entertainment for a few minutes. Then we have some some uh, questions from Twitter. But uh, this question is about reboots. So Ooh. even though reboots are generally terrible, what franchise or IP would you like to see rebooted and in what way? How fun. Sean has an idea for one, but he probably doesn't want to tell because he wants to try and get it. Oh, then don't tell him. Don't tell if you don't want to tell. <laughs> I mean, that's, I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun. You have a good one. Well, I don't, this doesn't answer the question, but we have been watching reboots recently. Mm. I've mentioned Perry Mason, which is Mm. great. And we also watched the CW's Nancy Drew, which is questionable. (laughs) I haven't watched it yet. Uh, it's fine. <laughs> you should watch it. I would recommend it. It's yeah. um, it's for a lot of the seasons exactly what I wanted, which is like yeah. soapy, trashy. Like yeah, yeah. Great. I love that kind of stuff. It's all yeah. good. And then it kind of falls apart at the end. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I really love Riverdale. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've watched all. No, it, it is. It's it's doing what it set out to do. Yeah. Although Riverdale, past couple it's seasons, it. man. Woo. Things have gotten. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, I, I, I I'm a behind. So. Yeah, the Griffins and Gargoyles season. Yeah. I was just like, what? Like, yeah, I feel yeah. like there was a gas leak in the writers' room. <laughs> <laughs> they were just like, I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> like, it was nuts. I mean, I watched every second of it, but it was nuts. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. That makes me want to watch it even more. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, pulls you back in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. I definitely concept. have a few ideas that I definitely want to actually try and do. But I guess since Clue is already happening, I can say that I would have liked to. Oh, Clue is amazing. I remember uh, a million years ago, there was a, um, they shot a short film here in Orlando 
And uh, I was an extra in it just for fun because a couple of people I knew were, were doing it. And Colleen Camp from Clue uh, was was in the movie as one of the main actors. And I remember just being like, so I was like, oh my God, it's, I, had, I watched Clue a billion times as a kid. Yeah. It was just on, it was on HBO all the time. Yeah. So I probably, I mean, Clue might've been one of the movies I saw you know, the most as, as a kid, mm-hmm. I just loved, 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 loved it. Mm-hmm. So when I finally met her, I totally was starstruck and, and she was, yeah. she was super nice. So funny in it. Yeah. That she was really good. So good. So it's well so cast. Yeah. Anybody else have any reboot ideas? My, my dream would be, uh, see, I, I don't have the, uh, like you guys can make this stuff. Like I don't, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just spitballing here. I want to see a Sunnydale show. That's not, Buffy, but I want to see, you know, Sunnydale High School in 2020, maybe mm-hmm. maybe 2021 when the real doomsday is over. Um, <laughs> Sunnydale High School 2021, just sort of the hellmouth reopening, new set of kids. I just love like Monster of the Week, mm-hmm. Slayers, yeah. Yeah. like all of that would be so fantastic, um, you know, to modernize it a bit. So that's sort of my my reboot idea. I um, love it. Yeah, I, I never watched Buffy, but I watched Angel. Oh yeah. Yeah. Angel was great. I loved yeah. Angel. It was super good. I'm very um, excited for the Animaniacs reboot. Oh, yeah. Are they are they really doing Animaniacs? Yeah, I think it's supposed to come out this year. Oh, Monty. awesome. That's yeah. fun. I know DuckTales was, was great. I don't know if you guys it's watched the DuckTales good. reboot at all, yeah. but that was really good. I loved Animaniacs as a kid, too. That was great. Um, let's see. Here's a good one. What advice would you give to yourself in early... February 2020. Whoa. Oh no. So while it feels like a million years ago, <laughs> it is not actually a million years ago. So you can talk to yourself in February of this year. What would you say? Don't buy those plane tickets. Mm. Yeah. Don't spend money on that coloring your hair. It's not worth it. Doesn't <laughs> or clothes or anything else that <laughs> go on. Uh, a couple of trips. Yeah. Last yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Sean yeah. and I went to London at the start of the year and I'm so glad we did. <laughs> and there was a lot of like, when we were trying to decide if we wanted to, we were like, I don't know, should we, should we not? And I'm like, Oh, I would have been so mad if we had decided not to go. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Just now totally it's like, different. who knows? Right. Like, who well, knows? If someone, if, like, I don't even know what you could change knowing what was coming. Like, I know. Yeah, you're just like, I still have to be inside. Like, I know. Like, do yeah. you like, do you run and try and like tell? You can't tell the, you can't tell the president. Like, who do you tell? Like, yeah, right? <laughs> it's not going to change anything. Yeah. yeah. It's like that right there is almost an idea for like a ridiculous short film. It's like, I have this knowledge, but no mm-hmm. one will do anything with it. <laughs> yeah, it's so sad. Um, are you guys ready for some Twitter questions? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right, so this one is from Jane Leach on Twitter. Who's, uh, Jane. Jane-nia? Jane-nia. Uh, if you could be any type of fruit or vegetable, which would you choose and why? Do I know your answer? <laughs> why don't you answer for each other? That's That'll make it even more fun. Well, this is because uh... – we got an urban legend here around shipwrecks known as Corn Sarah. <laughs> How dare. 
Corn Sarah is an icon. Basically an ear of corn stuffed animal that filled in for Sarah when she was late to a meeting. Um, uh, she had an audition. So yeah. we had to film the video. So we dressed up Mary Kate's ear of corn stuffed animal as Sarah and put her in the video instead. Yeah. And now she's an icon. Yeah, people love her, and um, I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, why am I replaceable with an ear of corn? Sarah would be an ear of corn. How dare you? I think we decided what we all were at one point, but I don't mm-hmm. remember what I was. Can I be a pineapple? Sure. Oh, I want to have crazy hair. Pineapple, Sean? Pineapple, yeah. Mm, that's pretty good. I want to be a jalapeno. Oh, oh. Ooh, spicy. Very yeah. nice. Very nice. I want to be a cherry. A cherry. A cherry? that yeah. i'll be a peach there you go <laughs> it's one of the oddest questions i've ever had to ask so, so thank you uh thank you jane for that question uh this one's from sarah with an h uh this one's a, kind of a serious question It also might be good for those of you out there that are listening that have uh questions about content creation it says i really want to know how they manage career on youtube financially it seems impossible to make enough money on YouTube to be able to make the stuff that they're making. So how do you guys manage? He's right. He's correct. He's not wrong. We do not manage it. We all have side jobs to support ourselves and we raise money for our projects. All of our projects are funded through Patreon or Kickstarter. I think, I mean, what, how much money have we made from YouTube? Like, I mean, Three thousand dollars in four years, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And, our, first, uh, our first couple, the first couple shipwreck projects were like out of pocket, and those were like very, very cheap. And then from then on, we were like, "Well, we have to fundraise." Right. Yeah, YouTube money is like absolutely nothing. Yeah, unless you you have to be getting millions and millions of views to make money. I mean, if we were getting that many views, we could be sustainable, but we are not. So. We well, are lucky that we have such a generous fan base that helps us fund our stuff. And that's um, one thing that, you know, a lot of people that are out there creating content, um, either on Twitch or creating YouTube content, it is such hard work and you have to, I mean, it, the fact that it's sustainable to anyone is amazing to me. And I think like, I, 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 I would wonder what the actual percentage of people who actually could like make a living and afford health insurance just through YouTube content. It must be, it must be like 0.005% of, of content creators on, on YouTube. I mean, it has to be tiny. I don't know, but if you know, and you're listening, let me know because I can, I can't, because I know the breakdown from working in social media of like how many views it takes to make like pennies and it's yeah. nuts. It's not like, it's not something that, you know, you can just bust out content and that, that be it. So um, not easy, not easy at all. No. Oh, my, my son's banging on the door. <laughs> yeah. Cannot, cannot recommend. But it's awesome that you guys do it. And it's awesome that you have uh, people that like your content enough to help fund it through, you know, Patreon and Kickstarter and all that fun and, stuff. Yeah, we're so. very lucky in that way. That's cool. That's super cool. Um, this one, I, I think this is like an inside joke that I don't get, but this is from James, who's a uh, fellow Hey on Twitter. He says, how many nerds does it take to make a lighthouse? Oh. I- <laughs> okay. Is it like Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe? Or the-, <laughs> the seagull. The okay, so that one, you're not in on that inside joke either. Neither am I. Maybe like nerds because Sean loves the candy nerds. 
Oh, maybe. Uh, to put in a lighthouse? No, no. Is it 500 is million thousand? <laughs> 500 million thousand. That's 500 million thousand nerds. Yeah, I, I was a big fan of the nerds candy as a kid too because I used to be able to they used to come in this segmented box, you know, and you'd get like grape and then yeah. strawberry. And I used to be able to ride my bike and just like pound nerds as I rode my bike. Yeah. And then you remember this, if you're a nerds fan, one of the sides would always get like soggy. Soggy. Yeah. Well, cause you'd be like, you know, oh, yeah. riding your bike in the little, what's the, 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 nerd, the nerds hole? hole, the mouth hole. Thank you. <laughs> Nerds right, hole. The, nerds hole. the nerds hole would get damp. Oh, that sounds gross. Anyway, but one of them you could like <laughs> open one side, yeah. but then always one side you had a problem with. That's true. Yeah, the box was sort of like a, a strange contraption. I don't even know if they make that segmented box anymore, but they should. Oh, they did. Yeah. They do. Good. Yeah. Good. You're like, you're like I was just eating them before this started. For like Christmas and his birthday still. Oh, that's <laughs> like great. That's amazing. You should never. You should never give up on the things you truly are passionate about. If nerds, <laughs> you're passionate about nerds. Have nerds until you're an old man. <laughs> Take out your dentures. Just gum some nerds. Um, this one's from Clark Wilburn, who's uh, free Clark two thousand two on Twitter. Uh, he says, "Ask them about venturing into the popular but rare genre of Danish western, <laughs> and also ask Sinead about her relationship with ghosts." So there's been a lot of speculation over what our new project that we um, were planning on doing this year was. And I don't remember how, but some of them decided it was a Danish Western based on some clues we had given. Yeah. And so now that's just like a joke that that's or what we're it? doing next. Or is and it? It's also a very known secret that I do not like Westerns. And that the rest of Shipwrecked really wants to convince me to make one. I think yeah. that's why they took me to Bodie the other mm. day to show me that ghost towns cool. can be fun and full of hauntings. <laughs> and it worked. Yeah. It did. <laughs> what if what if your character is not from the West, is from another region, or was frozen in a block of ice and thaws out uh, in the Wild West? <laughs> And it can be like a whole Encino man, fish out of water. Um, I'm just Some great here. ideas. <laughs> yeah. Again, great, great ideas. I love you. You guys are so generous. <laughs> Ash with a great Encino idea. man, that's the reboot that we yeah. need. Oh, there we go. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> oh, poor Brendan Fraser. Um, so, yeah, what about the ghost situation? He asked about ghosts. Is there something? So um, I just really am fascinated by ghosts. And I love them and everybody knows that about me. I, I guess my relationship with ghosts at the moment only goes as far as um, I had a friend introduce me to her, her medium friend. And she told me that I was followed by a, the ghost of a young man um, who looked like he was maybe from the turn of the century. And I named him Henri and he lives and he just kind of follows me around. Sometimes I hear him clacking on my typewriter. Sarah's heard him. Yeah. And I like feel his presence in the backseat of my car sometimes, but I think he watches over me and he's the reason that I don't get into any accidents, even though I'm there a very sort of person and I should have hurt myself a lot more in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. That's I, 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 th- I, I believe you a hundred percent. My house was built in the mid fifties mm-hmm. and uh, when we moved into it, there was a carving in the wall that just said Colby. And then every once in a while, there'll be like a supernatural event that happens in the house. Like the fridge will be open or cabinets will be open or we'll hear a noise or the wall will be like 
20 degrees hotter than it should be. Just like, I mean, these are all real things that have happened over the years. We always, we always say that it's Colby. Um, And we even went, you can, you can go on this website. It's called like died in died in home, I think.com. See if anyone has ever died in your house or in your apartment. Uh, And there has never been a Colby that has died in my house, but uh, I still think there is a ghost named Colby that lives here, but he's, he's cool. He like, doesn't really do it. I feel bad for him. He has to watch me like go to the bathroom and stuff all the time. It's not, not a He's fun probably thing. so sick of you. I, that's what I was thinking a lot about in quarantine. Like all the ghosts who are like really sick of the fa- the living who live in their houses. Right. Used to get a break from people, but now they don't. Yeah. I know like, that's true. Yeah. That is a different, um, a d- different perspective. <laughs> Bored ghosts, like oh, just go to work. Yeah. I want to watch TV. I want to play Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> I got coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> I got to just hang out. <laughs> that was good. Uh, this one is from uh, Draconid on Twitter. It says, would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized horses? So one size horses. Imagine how cute that would be. A little like, horse. But you have yeah, to fight I them. Yeah, I don't want I wouldn't to want to fight one That's... duck-sized duck. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Ducks yeah. are mean. They're yeah. pinch. Ducks are mean. But they they're are. so cute. They're they are mean. cute. Yeah. Cute but mean. So no yeah. one is going to go for the hundred duck-sized horses? No, I, yeah, no, that's, that's what, what I go with. That's what, that's what I, I go with. Yeah, yeah. Fight. yeah. Yeah. I feel, yeah, I feel like the duck, the giant duck would just devour you. That'd be it. Yeah, it'd be dumb. scary. Little horses aren't going to be able to, like, climb on you either, you know? If they were, like, little... I don't know yeah. something else that had fingers. they could climb on you, but horses will just be like hitting you. Yeah, you could you could find a way to tie reins around them all and have but them pull can, you. They like lot swarm you, so yeah. I might like go with the. No, they can't. The... That's what I'm saying. They can't climb up on top of you with their little hooves. They do. <laughs> they can use each other. Yeah, to... exactly. <laughs> they can like pile on. I just think they it would be cuter with the hundred. So I'm gonna stick with that answer. Yeah. I think it'd both be pretty cute. At least the the uh, duck-sized horse, no wait, horse-sized duck would be cool from a distance. I don't think up close it would be cool. It would be scary. Its eyeball yeah. would be like this big. It'd be like yeah. it would be a dinosaur. Yeah. Basically, it's more of a fair fight though. That's true. That's true. Yeah. This is a ridiculous question. I love that. I love that we got it. Um, <laughs> we're almost out of time. Is there any? Are there any projects coming up that you guys can talk about yet, or anything that you guys want to plug before we Aww. we head out? No. No. <laughs> no. No secrets. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not it's not our project, but our friends the Tinkian brothers have a series called The Wayward Guide for the Untrained Eye that we all appear in. Oh cool. And, uh, that's coming out I I'm not supposed to say later this year, I think. There you go. Uh, we just it has an accompanying podcast. It's a web series plus a podcast, and we all just recorded the podcast. How fun. Uh, more content super fun where can uh can you guys drop all your social media handles so everybody can follow i'll put them in the show notes too but uh for those that are listening that want to know where to follow you guys on social media go ahead and drop them at mk wiles i'm at sean prasad md i'm at sinead prasad on twitter and sinead persuade on insta (laughs) nice (laughs) And I'm uh, Heart Grace Sarah on both Twitter awesome. and Instagram. And follow us at Shipwrecked Comedy. Everyone will do that. Thank you guys so much. I'm glad we were able to 
keep this tradition alive and uh hopefully it doesn't take till hey maybe next summer when the world is all fixed knock on wood <laughs> we'll meet up again in san diego and hang that out would be be great. Nice. it'll it'll be more normal than and then doing it remotely but thank you guys you're amazing and it's always so much fun to chat and catch up yeah it's a blast and i will talk to you guys later bye Thank you guys so much for listening to episode 355 of the Rated NA Podcast. Take a moment to subscribe to our show on iTunes, Spotify, or any other podcast service, and give us a follow on social media, at Nerd Appropriate. Be sure to follow the gang from Shipwreck Comedy while you're there. 